Welcome to Clinical Minds, presented by Metadata. I'm Dan Poppy. As COVID-19 spread, it put a major strain on healthcare facilities, but it also heavily impacted clinical research. The number of patients entering clinical trials declined pretty dramatically, especially as countries tightened laws and guidelines restricting the public's movement outside of their homes. There have been several challenges facing clinical trials during the COVID-19 pandemic, but a main priority for researchers is to reconsider what a clinical trial looks like when trial volunteers are stuck at home or just unwilling to leave home. Today, we're speaking with Anthony Costello, Senior Vice President of Mobile Health at Metadata, a frequent author and presenter on the use of technology in clinical research, to talk about what research looks like now and where it's headed. Anthony Costello, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thanks a lot for having me, Dan. I'm excited to be here. First, what is mobile health exactly when we're talking about clinical research? I track my steps on my phone. Are we talking about the same thing? We are, but it's bigger than that. What we consider the mobile health components are any tool or technology or kind of data enabling capability that is used directly by a patient. The patient cloud team or the mobile health team uh, at Medidata builds apps and other types of tools that patients use directly on a study to provide their own information or to have access to their own information. So something like the wearable sensor that you were talking about could be included in that, but we also have products for doing direct data entry over phones or tablets or even computers in many cases where a patient might be between site visits and needs to provide information for, for the clinical research protocol. So I mentioned at the top, uh, stay-at-home orders and just general unease about travel within the public it really changes how we think about where we want to be when it comes to clinical research. How is mobile technology shaping our approach to clinical research? It's really changed dramatically in the last few months. So I think, you know, I, I like to look at this as a, a marathon to kind of get the clinical research industry to restructure itself around patient centricity patient-facing applications and things that really bring the burden down for patients who are participating in these kinds of trials. And if you look over the last few years, there's definitely been movement in our industry towards more patient-centered capabilities and patient-centered protocol designs. Um, but that's just been hyper-accelerated over the last few months because of COVID. But, you know, enter the COVID pandemic and many of those same customers that might have been on a path or a slow path, now they're on a super fast sprint path to deal with um, site disruptions and protocol disruptions caused by a pandemic where many patients won't leave their house because they're having health concerns at home with their family or they're afraid to go to a site where they might pick up uh, exposure to COVID um, or the sites themselves are so swamped with COVID cases that they literally are unable to um, keep up with the visit pattern they would normally have for patients on a clinical trial. So mobile technology becomes the whole story. It's literally the difference in some cases between the study failing because it can't collect any data at a site visit versus the study succeeding because they found a way operationally to migrate that data capture outside of a site to the patients at home using the kind of you know mobile capabilities we're talking about. So I know my doctor now offers a virtual consultations, so I don't have to, to go to the doctor's office. Are we talking about the, the same thing here? 
In some ways, yeah. Let's say the patient goes in every eight weeks and they talk about what's been going on. Have they had any adverse events? Have they taken any medications? What are their vital signs? Are they taking the drug regularly? Have they missed any doses? You know, that's the kind of stuff that gets discussed with a typical clinical trial patient every periodic site visit. So if those visits just don't happen at all and no data gets captured, that's a significant hit to the protocol. But if you take that eight-week visit and you turn it into a telemedicine consultation where the same questions can be asked and the same data captured, where the patient can enter their own headaches or their own medications, or maybe even we ping them every day and remind them about something that they normally would have been reminded of by the site, but now we can find ways to kind of keep them on task during quarantine. All of these uh, approaches are, are being used now on studies that are suffering from the effects of, of the COVID pandemic on site visits. Uh, but you can easily see how just enabling a few simple capabilities like that could keep a study on track and, and could keep the data capture coming in for those patients so, so you don't have the kind of disruption that just ruins a whole protocol. This pandemic, in some ways, as you said, it's really accelerated the adoption of some of this technology. Um, what happens when the pandemic ends? Do we go back to, to the way things were done? You know, we don't, we don't know. I, I've got my own personal theories on that. And I think you could probably, if you ask 10 people in our industry, you'd get 10 answers. But I think one thing is clear. Um, regulators have really showed a lot more willingness during this time frame to, uh, to kind of quickly adopt new methods and consider what, what I would call kind of out-of-the-box thinking on how to keep things afloat during this very challenging time. So I think that's part one. Um, the other piece of that is that sponsors have uh, not just a willingness to consider new ways of doing this, but they, they are kind of seeing it as um, a, a way to survive, you know, a way to, if we're going through a mode here where we might be on and off quarantine for the next couple of years, let's say, that's going to be on and off significant disruptions to studies that cost, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to run, and you can't just throw the whole thing away and start over. It's horrible that a pandemic has to make these sorts of changes in our industry, but I think we will see some of these things last beyond just the first wave of the pandemic and, um, and lead us into just a much, much better system for collecting data from patients and, and running these trials more efficiently. What does all this uh, technology mean for the, the patient experience? If you're in a life or death oncology situation where the clinical trial is your last hope and you can't go to that site visit uh, because of quarantine or because the site's been retooled around a different disease, then obviously you know, that, that's the almost unimaginable position for a patient to be in. And the kind of tools and capabilities that we can offer to maybe just help a little bit in that kind of situation could, could mean, uh, you know, a lot to, to that patient and to the, the possibility of that research being completed on time. Um, but there's lots of clinical trial scenarios that are not necessarily life and death. There are patients who want to improve their own disease condition. They want to help science. They want to help other people that they know in their community that want to get better from this disease. Those kind of patients suffer all the time from badly designed protocols that are very burdensome on patients, very expensive for patients, don't consider patients at all in the way the protocol's built or the way the site visit schedule works, and, and, and don't offer any kind of mobile health 
capabilities where patients might avoid the you know life disruption that that is caused when you have to go in for these site visits over and over and over again for for the life of the study so you know i think our mission at metadata is to build better patient tools for every study and to bring down patient burden in every kind of study scenario no matter how it could be a healthy volunteer phase one trial, it could be a life or death, you know, phase three oncology situation. Um, we want to lower the burden on patients in all of those cases. Um, but when you when you kind of kick that into the realm of COVID nineteen quarantine, um, I think it, the, those kinds of tools make an even bigger impact. You know, we've been on this path before COVID-19 and we will continue on this path after COVID-19, kind of considering patients and, and what's important and critical for patients but before anything else. In the midst of this pandemic, Metadata launched My Metadata, which is a patient portal that allows patients to more fully participate in clinical trials. Can you tell us a little bit about what this looks like for patients? You know, traditionally, Medidata and many of our competitors as well ha have offered mobile health tools as a series of different apps. So w we built my Medidata as a single platform for patients to collapse all of those different types of features that they might find today on three or four or five different apps into a single app. They'll have one login. They'll keep that login for life. And, and maybe most importantly, they'll continue to have access to my metadata when those studies close and lock and go away uh, so that as a patient who participated in each of those trials, they'll be able to have longitudinal lifetime access to all of the information that they've previously provided and all the studies that they've been on. Um, so, you know, we see this as an important step for our sponsors to consolidate vendors into a single platform. But again, everything that we're doing is, is kind of circling back to how do we help patients uh, be, um, you know, get through these studies more easily and how do we help them partner with us to provide the research data and information as fast as possible. And, and we see my metadata as just a huge step in that direction. You also announced a COVID-19 symptom tracker. So what does that do and how do you expect it to be used by researchers? The idea behind the symptom tracker is that if patients are not able or not willing to go to site visits right now because of the pandemic quarantines, as we talked about before, um, this is a tool our customers can use to reach out to those patients remotely and get some information about their COVID status. So it's, it's meant to be uh, an offering that patients not going to site visits will fill out periodically, and we send them reminders about when to do it. And do you expect this to be used not just for COVID trials? This could be used for, for any type of trial? Oh, yeah. This is, this is really not even a, a, a tool with a lot of value on a COVID trial, because on a COVID trial, you know everybody's got COVID, and you're finding kind of um, you're, you're finding clever ways to stay in communication with, with those uh, patients anyway. This is for your kind of average run-of-the-mill non-COVID trial in uh, the you know, 200 other disease areas that we're studying uh, where patients just for whatever reason for months at a time may not be going into the sites to comply with, uh, you know, with a visit schedule because they're, they're stuck on quarantine. Data privacy is obviously a huge concern for everyone. How do you ensure that I don't enter into the tracker that I have a runny nose and then immediately get ads for Kleenex on Instagram a few minutes later? 
Well, we um, we will not share that data with Kleenex or uh, any other home-based products that might want to market to you. That the the data that we're collecting on on my metadata for COVID screening, um, it literally is pushed directly into the Rave database. Uh, it's under all the same restrictions and privacy rules that all other Rave data are for those customers. And what is Rave for people who aren't necessarily in the clinical trial space? Rave is is Medidata's kind of primary electronic data capture tool, and it's used um, on you know sixty plus percent of the world's clinical trials as a, a technology that sites who are seeing these patients will will enter the data uh, related to the clinical research study. Anthony, thanks so much for joining us. Stay safe, and uh, we can't wait to hear how the COVID tracker works in the field. Maybe we can get you back on the show to give us an update. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. I, I'd love to come back. There's um, you know, a lot of great topics related to patients and patient technology in our industry right now, and I think we're all going to find out in the next few months what kind of lasting effect um, this kind of COVID pandemic is going to have on the way we do research. So looking forward to discussing that. This has been Clinical Minds presented by Metadata. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you want us to talk about on the show. We love that and we listen and we'll see you next time. Bye.